Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It's Sunday, June 4th, 2023, and this is day 1901 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you and you alone. For you are the creators of the heavens and the earth, everything above it, everything beneath it, everything within it. You own it all, and we are your children. If we've accepted Jesus as our Savior, we're heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are royalty. And I thank you so much, Father, for helping us to see that and realize that and embrace it and begin to walk accordingly and act accordingly, being the ambassadors of the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord, so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is stop settling for less. Stop settling for less. We're coming out of Esther chapter 1, verses 1 through 20. One of my favorites. We're talking about Queen Vashti or Vashti. I'm I'm not sure of the exact way to pronounce her name, but she's an amazing woman. And we're going to learn about how she got tired of settling. Again, Esther Uh, chapter 1, starting at verse 1. And it says, This is what happened during the time of Xerxes, the Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces, stretching from India to Cush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. And in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. The military leaders of Persia and Medea, the princesses, and the nobles of the provinces were present for a full 100 days. That's about six months. He displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and uh, the splendor and glory of his majesty. When these days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. So he gave a party for the people he was trying to impress, the nobles, officials, and leaders, and all those folks. And then he also gave it for the people that were not, uh, they were just your regular folks. He gave like a a seven-day banquet uh, for those people. And uh, just one of the things about... The reason that he did this uh, was it states that Persia was a world power and the king as the center of that power was one of the wealthiest people in the world. Persian kings loved to flaunt their wealth, even wearing precious gemstones in their beards. Jewelry was a sign of rank for Persian men. Even soldiers wore great amounts of gold jewelry 
into battle. They even had a jewelry that they would put on their horses, their animals. Um, and so with the king giving this party, it was a way of uh, showing his wealth and his power uh, in strategizing for war. Okay, so having all those nobles and all these other people there. Okay, so there was more than just a reason of giving a party to be given a party. Okay, so verse six, the garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars. There were couches of gold and silver on mosaic pavement of potpourri, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other. And the royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality. By the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions. For the king instructed all the wine stewards to, to serve each man what he wished. So he was showing out of you too. He's <laughs> uh, pretty prideful and uh, letting everybody know how wealthy he was and give everybody whatever they want to drink as much as they want. Uh, everybody had their own gold individual wine glass or goblet. It's just amazing. Uh, verse 9, Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when the king, when King Xerxes was in high spirits, in other words, he was drunk from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mahuman, Bizda, Harbono, Bigtha, uh, Abatha, Zerther, and Carcass to bring before him Queen Vashti, Vashti wearing her royal crown in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. That is a big deal. <laughs> then the king became furious and burned with anger. Listen, he could have had her killed. I mean, you don't refuse the king. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king. Uh, Karshina, Shathar, Admatha, Tarshish, Mares. Marcina and Mamukan, the seven nobles of Persia and Media, who had special <clears throat> who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. I mean, look, this was his wife. He had to go and get <laughs> some uh, counsel from his leaders on what do I do. Well, it sounds like Queen Vashti got sick and tired of being sick and tired. She was like, you know what? I am done. I am not going out there just to uh, be uh, eye candy for him. I mean, this is just me summing it up. I don't know. <laughs> Some say she could have been pregnant. Others, you know, he was drunk and she didn't want to be displayed like that. She, you know, she could lose everything. Verse 15 says, according to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti, he asked. 
she has not obeyed the command of the king, Xerxes, that the eunuchs had taken to her. Then Mamukin replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Bashai has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the peoples and the peoples of all provinces of King Xerxes. Really? <laughs> For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say, King Xerxes commanded Queen Bashai to be brought before him, but she would not come. Uh-huh. So they're looking out for their own best interests. They're worried about how their wives are going to act now that they've seen Queen Vashti do what she did. This very day, the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media, which cannot be repealed, but Vash that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. That's what it was all about. They're telling him, divorce her, get rid of her, uh, kick her out of the kingdom, out of the palace. Wow. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as Mamukum proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in his own script, and to each people in their own language, proclaiming that every man should be ruler over his own household using his native tongue. In other words, if, you, if your wife acts out and doesn't obey you, put her out. We'll do just like we did Queen Vashti. But you notice that his council those closest to him had a motive it was all about them it didn't they didn't care about him it was about what's going to happen with their wives you know point number one uh when my husband and i were in our mid-20s and we had two of our three children at the time we decided to move away from the townhomes we were we had lived in for, since we got married i mean we got married at uh, 19 and we Let's see, we were probably there because I think my son was probably two and my our daughter was about four. So we had lived there at least five years. Um, as a matter of fact, <clears throat> I had lived there. My mom had a duplex there as well. And I think one of my aunts lived there. And <clears throat> we had lived there. Yeah, one of my aunts lived there as well and my cousins. And so we had all lived there for years. So this is what we were used to. And my mom, <clears throat> yeah, one of my aunts lived there too. And uh, we had gotten very comfortable there. Then they changed management, I believe, and the property went downhill from there. They didn't come and repair things. It was, you know, starting to turn into just slums. It was just getting very, very bad. And uh, we decided to move. And we found a place that had a swimming pool and the apartments were extremely beautiful, much more high-end than where we were, and of course, much more expensive. And there were some people in our life who was in our lives that were very close to us and meant well, 
Um, but they were saying things like it would be a mistake, a bad mistake to move there because it was expensive and and uh, we may not be able to afford it. Well, my husband had a, a good job and, um, you know, I, I would work um, off and on through temp agencies as I watched our children, you know, so we decided to move uh, there anyway. And we it was the one of the best decisions we could have ever made. There are going to be times that you have to go against what others are saying. Even if it sounds good or if they mean well, you've got to look out for your best interests. And this is what happened with Queen Vashti. I believe she was like, you know what? This palace means nothing. This wealth means nothing. This status means nothing compared to my freedom, compared to my dignity. You know, I, I believe that's what she was facing as well. She was tired of being treated like an object and she decided to stop settling for less and did something about it. Point number two, what about you? Are you accepting your situation because you've lost hope or or you feel like you don't deserve it? You don't deserve um, to things. You don't deserve better, you know, uh, because of what others are saying. It's time to make a change. Tune out the naysayers and go to the Lord. Ask him what, where, and how, and he will show you. And I promise he will not let you down. It's your choice. It could be your job. It could be a friendship. It could be, you know, so many different things that, you know, you're doing that it's like, I don't want to do this. Why am I here? Why am I settling for this. It could even be a relationship with someone, you know, and you're thinking we're going to get married and this is, you know, both of the, either the, the man or the woman may be thinking this is, the, you know, this is who I, I, I presumed I would marry. We've been in, you know, we've been in school together, college together, promised that we would connect that way or whatever the case may be. And, uh, or, it may be somebody that everybody else likes and says, this is somebody you should be with. Oh, you know, and maybe they've got some little challenges and, you know, that are that have gone overboard. And and, uh, you, you know, people say, oh, it'll be OK. That's no big deal. They've got plenty of money. You know, look at the beautiful place you've got. That's what that's what was going on with Queen Vashti. You know, oh, look at all. You've got everything. But you don't maybe you don't have peace. And peace is so important. It's your choice to stay in the bad situation or to trust God and make a change according to his will for your life. Not everyone else's will. You see what I mean? We can we can fall into that trap and, and fall into um, being concerned about what everyone else is saying or what everyone else thinks we should do. I'll never forget... Uh, being at one of the uh, jazz concerts down at uh, 18th and Vine in the gym theater. And we used to have uh, season tickets and we would go. We uh, did a uh, bartering for these uh, tickets. We had really good seats. <laughs> we did for the whole season when they used to have concerts down there at least once every other month. And uh, I did catering for their VIP members. Uh, at the time. And so they said in exchange, let's do, you can have free tickets, however many, I think we were up to four and it was a really good deal. Well, anyway, while being there, uh, there was intermission and I, I stayed at my seat. My husband went out and 
took care of whatever he needed to while I was sitting in there. And there was a lady sitting next to me and we just started having a conversation. And she started telling me about what she was going through in her own apartment. She said, girl, I let my kids, my grown kids, two of them, move in because they were struggling and with their children. So maybe each of them may have had one to two children apiece in her small apartment. And what was supposed to be a short time frame ended up being extremely long and to the point of where they had gotten very comfortable and were not trying to move. She said her daughter didn't want to keep a job. And, you know, so she was coming out of pocket and it was something like that. And that the kids were just running around her grandkids and the, the, her children were not uh, disciplining them or keeping things in order. And she ended up having to do it. And she said it was getting crazy. She said she did not have peace in her own house anymore. And she said, you know what I did? She said, I moved. <laughs> I said, what? She said, yes, I moved. I let them have it. I got out of there. She said, it was the best thing I could have ever done. And you could, I could just see it on her and in her. She was at great peace. And she was really just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's what my mother would always say to me or to anybody. She would say, when you get tired, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something about it. And that's exactly what she did. And she went against the grain. She left her own place because she couldn't get them to move. And she got something else. And she said she was at such peace, as I said before. What about you? It may not be that drastic, but it may be <laughs> whatever it is that God is showing you to do. It's time to make a change and make a shift and stop settling for less. You are far worthy of greater. Remember who you are. You're a child of the king. And I mean, we're going to go through trials and tribulations as it is. But sometimes there are things we're going through that God never intended for us to go through. It's because of the choices that we've made and we've gotten comfortable there and thinking, this is all I can do. This is the best I can do. And, and maybe not used to doing better, but God's saying, I want better for you. It's your day. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the most important change and choice you could ever make. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing because of the decision you made today to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And listen, if you don't have a church home, please join us today at Destiny Life Center, 10 a.m. directly across the street 
from the Chiefs Stadium. You won't be sorry. <laughs> and don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in our community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness, along with DIY projects, teaching our youth how to do small household repair work. We are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you for your prayers and your support and uh, for your donations. And if you'd like to make a donation, go to that website, tzonekc.org, push the donate button and give whatever God puts on your heart. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.